What's going on, everybody? Gonna do a uh, live Super Showdown uh, recap reaction. Um, it's still going on right now, so I'm not. I'm gonna record for too long. Only gonna do like 20 or 30 minutes, cause um, this show is supposed to run for about another hour or so. But I am gonna finish up and doing the rest on the podcast. Um, I'm also recording this on the podcast, so if you missed the video, um, it's all good. I'm gonna catch you on the podcast, no problem. Um, um, nowhere to really start here. It's been kind of, it's been kind of a slow show. Hasn't been nothing really uh, big stands out to me besides the big, um, you know, I don't know if you want to call it the false cash in in the beginning with uh, Brock Lesnar running down um, after Seth Rollins defeated Baron Corbin. Of course, Baron Corbin attacks him, um, goes back, you know, hits him with the the end of days. And then, um, you know, Brock runs down and tries to cash in, and Seth hits him on a low blow. It's kind of weird. I don't know why, um, why they do, why they really had Brock there just to do all that. I mean, it's cool for Brock to show up. It, it kind of kept people interested, but just to do it in the beginning of the show was kind of, um, kind of a letdown. I kind of wanted to see him, see him drag that out a little bit, but it was a good match. Other than that, you know, Seth and Baron. Um, you know, Baron got into it with the ref a little bit, got a little heated exchange, um, I think like two or three times until finally like, the ref like passed, uh, pushed back, which is kind of weird, a big dude like Baron Corbin, you know, getting pushed back like that by a ref, but that's what they did, and the ref kind of pushed him into the, uh, roll-up there by Seth, and Seth gets the win, um, I kind of wanted to see, um, Brock cash in and lose, honestly, because I just want you know Brock um, to not really have anything to do with the title or the briefcase but he's already got the briefcase on him obviously so it's kind of hard to you know erase that unless he ends up fighting somebody like put it on the line against somebody but they're not going to do that with Brock so I think um, I think hopefully eventually he'll cash in um, either he'll cash in on Seth and eventually like get beat or get you know somebody will cost him cost him the the cash in or the briefcase whatever or he'll cash in on um on smackdown i think that um he should hold it until october he should go away for a little while uh, maybe come back and get a big uh, match at SummerSlam. but i don't think um brock should cash in i would ca i'll have brock cash in on the first episode of smackdown against either kofi or whoever the champion is at that time just to have a draw have like a um you know a memorable like moment that people are going to talk about for a while on the uh, first episode of SmackDown on on the uh, on Fox with the big deal because I'm sure they want Brock on there and I'm sure they want um, you know nothing against Kofi but I'm sure they want a big name champion to, to be on SmackDown at least for the first few you know months or whatever to get more viewers and stuff but other than that, I thought it was good, you know, like I said, as long as Seth walked out, Seth is still Universal Champion, so as long as that happened, I'm good with it, but the caveat is, of course, Brock still has that briefcase, he never really cashed in, um, you know, uh, you know, before, he didn't get the chance to cash in before uh, Seth gave him a beatdown, 
little chair action, little curb stomp on the Money in the, uh, Money in the Bank briefcase, which was good, I thought. And then, um, but other than that, it was a solid opening match. It was one of the better matches of the night so far. Um, you know, I don't expect much more. They have the Battle Royal that's on right now, and then they have the, uh, I'm assuming Undertaker and Goldberg are in a main event, unless there's another match I forgot. But, yeah, so... It looks like Seth and Baron are going to be, you know, probably the best match of the night. Um, maybe second best. But, um, what was that? What was that? Okay, then they went to Finn and Cien. The Demon Finn makes an appearance, of course, because, you know, it's supposed to be this big show or whatever, however they do it. Um, you know, WrestleMania-like show. So, they do have... Demon Finn come out defend his IC title against Andrade Cien Almas, and this match is really good. You know, it wasn't a typical. Um, you know, we've seen. I think the last time we seen Demon Finn, I think he squashed um, Baron Corbin. At, I think it was SummerSlam. Um, so, I think almost a year ago. If, if I mean, unless I'm forgetting one, but we don't see. My point is, we don't see the Demon a lot, even though WWE knows the Demon is, um, you know, a popular character, a popular alter ego of Finn Balor, and, uh, you know, we don't, we don't get to see him a lot, which sucks, because, obviously, Finn's a great wrestler, and the whole demon thing is a whole new, um, you know, I don't want to call it a gimmick, but it's a whole new, you know, side of Finn Balor that we don't really see, you know, um, but I am surprised, you know, they had some good, um, some good spots in this match, I, you know, I'm surprised they actually let CN get a good offense in, you know, I mean, they had a lot of time to kill, they had a four-hour time slot, you know, for this, um, special, I don't even know, I can't really call it a pay-per-view, I guess it's just a special, like a network special, but they go, um, you know, I think, I mean, I didn't time them exactly, but I think they get, got a solid, like, 15 minutes, maybe 20, depending, I don't know, maybe closer to 20, but it definitely wasn't like a quick in and out match. They definitely had time to work and they had time to do, um, you know, do the thing in there. And I, I thought they did. I thought, um, you know, uh, the entrance was awesome as always with Finn with the, the big ramp. And they have like the, he comes out and they have like the icy title um, sitting in front of him, which you don't see until he gets down the ramp. So he kind of like runs down the ramp and then he crawls and then he goes, uh, you know, he goes and, like, crawls up, and then you see the camera and the IC title sitting there, and he, like, snatches it up. It's pretty cool. And then, of course, the whole crawl, and then he's, like, on top of the thing with the lights, the, you know, turnbuckle with the lights and the crowd and the paint, and, like, everything is just, it's just cool. The faces he's making, he's acting all weird and shit. But, um, you know, I love that entrance. And they had, um, like, they had a couple high spots, like Finn Balor kicks out of the, um, what do they call it? Double arm, double hammerlock DDT, whatever it's called. Like CN's like finisher, kicks out of that. Um, Finn hits CN with a DDT off the top rope, and then Finn, of course, um, ultimately wins with the uh, with the coup de gras. He did he did a couple um couple coup de gras, but not like the actual one. He did one on like the back of back of his neck and stuff like that. I just realized they have the Usos. Usos in revival in this battle royal, and they were on the pre-show. The fuck kind of shit? What? What is that? Man, I forgot about the pre-show match. Uh, you know, Usos beat the revival in the pre-show, but they got these guys in the battle royal, and it's like, 
you don't have enough talent, you got to throw two more tag teams in there for that already fall on the on the pre-show. It's kind of weird. Oh shit! What's up, man? Okay, from Nigeria. I see you. Okay, <laughs> appreciate it. Um, so kind of get me off topic there because I look up and I see the Usos wrestling. I'm like, didn't they, didn't they wrestle like three hours ago? That's weird. I think um, I don't know why they do that. Like, you can't find fifty guys. You got a roster. I don't know. Um, so after Finn and CN, we get the Roman and Shane match kind of early here, but I guess with the way, you know, the other match they had, you know, Triple H and Randy was a bigger draw, Undertaker and Goldberg was, the, you know, most likely going to be the main event since Seth kicked off the show. They do this with Seth again, they did, they did this with Seth and Brock at WrestleMania, where, you know, if Seth's not going to be the main event, then he's going to be the first, you know, a lot of wrestlers always say, you know, if, you know, if you're not going to go on last, you want to go on first to get that hot crowd reaction and be that first impression, you know, to, to kick the show off right and set the tone for the for the for the rest of the show and the rest of the guys backstage. So, you know, I mean I didn't think Roman and Shane were gonna main event, but I thought they would have been, you know, deeper than the third match of the night. Um, but, you know, it was a solid match, I thought. You know, I think Shane is just Shane. He you know, he's not no technical wrestler. He's not gonna go out there and, you know, you know, trade holds with you and stuff like that, but he's just a good um, entertainer, you know, he doesn't really hurt anybody that I know of, you know, unless it's himself, I never really heard people complaining about Shane, like, you know, he's dangerous in the ring or whatever, but, um, damn, but, um, you know, I, I thought, I thought it was a good match, you know, he has, uh, Shane obviously has Drew McIntyre out there with him, which is good for Drew, you know, it's better than sitting back and catering, and what you know, watching the show on a monitor, or, or sitting back in the states watching the show on the network, or following on Twitter. I mean, shit, you're out there. You get a big entrance. You get, you know, um, you know, and he had a bit, a pretty big role in this match where he ended up costing Roman the match. Um, with a Claymore kick. Uh, there, there were some good spots in the match though. I like the Superman punch off the top rope from Roman. I like the, um, the uh, he him breaking out out of the triangle the you know that sloppy ass triangle choke Shane always does you know Roman breaks out of it with a dead man lift uh, slam so I did like that spot um spear from Shane was pretty good I mean pretty solid spear I guess but other than that it wasn't wasn't too crazy it wasn't nothing, nothing really crazy I mean I was kind of surprised Shane won but then you know the way they had him win with Drew uh, hitting Roman with the Claymore they go um you know they go with that stuff I, I guess they're I don't know if they're gonna drag this Shane thing out to like maybe SummerSlam I guess I'm guessing or with Roman or um maybe somebody else I mean he's already like basically won the feud with the Miz you know they had their whole tag team run and now he's with Drew um, and Elias and, and those guys, you know, he's now he has, you know, a win over Roman. So now it's like, man, I don't know when, um, I don't know when they're gonna stop this this Shane train, man, the the train of Shane. I don't know when they're gonna stop it, but Shane gets another win, and he is hot. He's they do those power rankings sometimes. He's gotta be like top five right now with the wins he's got, man. Um, what was after that? What was after that? 
Triple H. No, Lars Sullivan. The uh, one on three handicap match. Lars Sullivan versus the Lucha House Party. You know, Kalisto, Grand Metalik, and uh, let's say Dorado. Um, this was another surprise that it wasn't a squash match. I guess, I guess, like I said, with the Finn match, I guess because they just had so much time to fill. They got, um, you know, guys get more time. You know, you got four hours to fill and you only have, uh, well, I think including the pre-show, I think they had eight matches. You know, and then they had this battle royal that's that's still going on right now. Um, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty, though. Some guy, Sin Cara's still in there. There goes Shinsuke Nakamura. Man. Um, yeah, so the uh, Lucha House Party ends up getting disqualified because they didn't. It was one of those handicap matches, one on three, so it's like a tag. You know, only one guy could be in um, at, the, at the, at, you know, at once. So I guess, you know, they got tired of it and started double teaming um, Lars Sullivan or triple teaming Lars Sullivan, I guess. And, uh,. Got DQ'd, which is kind of a shitty ending for the thing. I don't know if I'd rather have him get DQ'd or get squashed. Because he ended up getting squashed at the end of the match anyway. So, you know, I don't know who that really helped there. I don't know what's the point of having him getting DQ'd. Because you had him, you know, you had him lose anyway. And then you had Lars Sullivan, you know, beat the hell out of him after the match anyway. So you should have just had him pin him. I mean, do, do we really got to drag this out with the Lucha House Party with Lars Sullivan? I don't know. Maybe they're going to keep going. Maybe uh, something on Stomping Grounds or maybe just something on SmackDown. I don't know. But um, I think they should just be done with it. And, uh... Um, uh, no, we're not down to the Final Four yet. I thought Ricochet was going to win this thing. I think he's still in there. I don't, I don't see him. Oh, there he is in the corner. Okay. Oh, we got five, six left. Okay. Huh, maybe. Or Mustafa Ali could always win it. I don't know who that guy is. Can't see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, on to the Triple H and Randy Orton match. Now, this was a good match. I think this was the longest match of the night. I think I actually timed it. Um, I don't know if my timing was correct, but I had it at just about 25 minutes, a little over. So he almost went a half hour. Especially two older guys. First of all, in the heat. They've been talking about the heat all day. It's like 90 degrees outside the stadium. It feels like, um, I want to say, they, the last time they updated I think they said it felt around 101 or 102 in the stadium. So, like, you know, in the ring. And then on top of it, of course, you're, you know, you're lifting guys up. You're throwing guys off you. You're throwing guys, you know, you're throwing yourself on the mat. You know, it's obviously going to get exhausting. Um, so... I thought they did good for a 25-minute match with, you know, two older guys of 25 minutes. I thought they did pretty good. It was um, very physical. It was very slow start. Um, very, very slow start. But they picked it up towards the end. Um, you know, Randy did his signature uh, body slam onto the announce table, which was pretty cool to see him actually do it on someone like Triple H. Um, you know, I you know, I had a spot where he threw Triple H into the steps, you know, classic Triple H like shoulder block into the steps, which I thought was cool. Um and then um they actually went they actually went uh 
they actually went pretty deep into the finishers. You know, you had Randy kicking out of a pedigree. You had, um, oh, man. You had Randy kicking out of a pedigree. You had Triple H uh, kicking out of RKO. Um, you know, eventually a second RKO would get him. But, but, um, you know, I thought Randy, you know, not that Randy needed to win, but he had to win. I mean, you can't, if you're an active wrestler, you can't lose to it. That's why I got the big problem with Shane. Because, um, you know, Shane's not an active wrestler. You know, I mean, he's a, he's decent. He's not bad in the ring, but it's like, you can't go out there and get, you know, lose to your boss who's, who's had, um, you know, not really in the ring. He's not conditioned in the ring. He's not trained in the ring. So it's like, you know, Triple H is Triple H, sure, but he's obviously not Triple H in his prime. I mean, we've seen that a few times now with some of the matches he's put on. Um, you know, the 5-on-5 five five Survivor Series match a couple of years back was terrible. Um, the uh, the tag match where he tore his pec, I mean, you just, you just get old, man. You get you get beat down, you get old, nothing against Triple H, but I don't think, um, I don't think, he, I never really thought he was going to uh, beat um, Randy Orton in this match. Um, on to the last match before this battle royal was uh, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Another big physical match. Another man. I tell you, the way Braun Strowman was moving and he was hitting guys, uh, Bobby Lashley, and he was throwing Bobby Lashley around. Even Bobby Lashley picks up Braun Strowman. Like you guys don't get it. it's a hundred pound and it's a hundred degrees, but Braun Strowman's three hundred and like. 40 pounds or something and yeah he you know obviously it's wrestling he assists you but you also have to pick the guy up like you have to hold him on your shoulders like I my, my you know my normal man's knees would like buckle in if they had to try to hold Braun, Braun Strowman on their you know on their shoulders the way Bobby Lashley does so just the fact with the weather and the heat and all that stuff um I thought it was a good match for two bigger guys, two athletic uh, big guys. So I thought uh, I thought it was good. Braun Strowman got the win there, beats Bobby Lashley. I don't know, it's, it's two guys that need a win, man. It's two guys that need a win. I, I don't know if this is like a pushing uh, stone for Braun. I don't really see him fighting Seth. Um, you know, and they... Uh, you know, and Bobby Lashley's just being Bobby Lashley. I guess he's going to just stay with the the bodyguard stable gimmick and all that stuff. But, um, I don't know. We'll see where they go. Maybe they continue it. But, I mean, Braun beat him pretty, pretty clean here. It wasn't like, you know, they should be calling for a rematch or calling for a, you know, a review of any kind or anything. You know, I saw that, uh, I saw that happen happens sometimes in these shows that they kind of feel like house shows a little bit but I think I think Braun moves on hey who's this guy they're going crazy um and on to the last match that I saw live right before the battle royal was the WWE championship match now there was some rumblings um of course Kofi Kingston defending against Dolph Ziggler there was some rumblings that, um, you know, since Brock 
was there early in the night, tried to cash in, failed. Oh, well, Brock's going to go cash in on Kofi, and he's going to SmackDown because of Fox. Well, I, I like the idea, but like I said, I think it's too early. I think you save that cash in for the first night on SmackDown, so now it's like, damn, Fox, uh, or SmackDown on Fox is like must-watch. Um, you know, you got to tune in now because not only is Brock champ, but now, you know, they're, they're doing crazy shit like having people cash in, you know, money in the banks. What? You know, watch that. So, you know, I think that's what they're going to do with that. I didn't really think they were going to have Brock come out again and cash in, especially the way Seth beat him down. Brock sold it pretty good. But, um, I don't know what that guy's saying. But, um, you know, I, I like the match between Kofi and Dolph. I didn't, I didn't mind it. It ended kind of quick. Like, I kind of looked up and, like, saw the, you know, Kofi pinning him. I thought it ended kind of quick anyway, especially for a Kofi and Dolph match. But, um, I thought it was pretty good. I, you know, Dolph called him out after the match and said, uh, you know, he doesn't want Xavier Woods getting involved again, so he's going to ask for a steel cage, or, you know, more more so demanded a steel cage rematch with Kofi Kingston. So we'll see. We'll see where they go from there. I mean, I wouldn't mind it. It wouldn't be bad. I mean, I, I don't know. Who else would really challenge on SmackDown? He's already kind of been through the Kevin Owens thing. Uh, Daniel Bryant, you know, has a tag belt run with uh, Rowan right now. Uh, I don't think there's any real heels. I mean, Elias, of course, or CN, but they're not ready for a title push, I don't think. You know, I wish they were. I like Elias and CN on SmackDown, but I don't think um, I don't think they're ready to, to get a title push and go against Kofi. Man. So, um, alright guys, that's it. Battle Royal just ended. Um, I, I'm assuming we're heading into the main event. So, um, you know, for my Periscope viewers, I appreciate the views. Um, I'm going to continue this reaction on my podcast. Go through the main event, break down the main event, see how Undertaker and Goldberg is actually booked. Um, I'm going to keep going on my podcast, but as for Periscope, um, I am out and actually for the podcast I'm out too I'm going to go take a break so see ya alright what's going on what's going on everybody we're back um, I just watched the main event um, where we left off after the break or before the break I should say um, was you know after the battle royal so all we have is the main event left Undertaker and Goldberg um, oh man that that physically hurt to watch some of the some of the moves they were trying to do and some of the moves that they did very poorly. Um, I, you know, I don't blame any of the guys. They're they're old. They're older guys. I mean, this is a physical. You know, a physical sport. You can't just go in there and do spears and choke slams. I mean, the last choke slam that ended the match, when Undertaker won. That went that ended the match. Goldberg didn't even like like he couldn't even jump like he couldn't sell it. And Undertaker's not gonna pick Goldberg up. Um, you know, he's not gonna pick Goldberg up one handed. I mean, so obviously you know to sell a choke slam you gotta sell a choke slam and you know he didn't sell that. The the reverse tombstone was botched, which looked like it was supposed to be the finish, and then. You know, Goldberg just lands on his back, and Undertaker lands on top of him, and then they just get up, and Undertaker chokeslams him and beats him, and then, 
I don't know. There's just so much to the the best of Jackhammer. I thought Undertaker was uh, dead, not dead, but maybe paralyzed. Um, just to, oh my god, it was so nasty the way he just dropped him. Like he he dropped Goldberg just dropped him like on his spine. Like he didn't even drop him on his head. He dropped him like his head was kind of curved and his like spine just went straight into the mat. And it's like wow. I don't even know. I don't know. It started off pretty decent because, you know, of course they just did the spears and stuff. But then then he, like, tries to roll into a knee bar and it, like, he's just, like, holding his leg. Uh, Goldberg tries to roll into a knee bar and then they're, you know, the commentary is trying to save him and they start calling it, like, a heel hook or something. Um, I don't know. I don't know. They they both gotta just retire, because this is not the first time we've seen it from Undertaker, and you know now we're seeing it from Goldberg more and more. It's like, you know, just retire. There's no reason for you to keep doing this. I get it. You know, you love it or whatever. And go be a producer. Go. How about you go back and try to help the current state of the product? How about you know Undertaker's been around WWE since I mean what 30 years. Um, you know, maybe, yeah, it's got to be going on at least, you know, 25 to 30 years in WWE. So you're telling me he can't go back there and, you know, try to produce a segment or try to write something for one of these guys or, I mean, that's what you're contributing to the company, a match like that? Now I don't expect Goldberg to do that because Goldberg has never been accepted into the wrestling fraternity. Um, even when he was in WCW getting his initial push, you know, wrestlers didn't like him. You know, a lot of people didn't like him in the wrestling business. So I don't see Goldberg going out and, like, being creative. But as far as The Undertaker goes, everybody expects, you know, uh, respects The Undertaker's opinions, you know, thoughts. Um, you know, even guys backstage, you know, producers and writers, you know, sometimes have to make sure Undertaker's cool with doing something or, you know, if he thinks that's all right. You know, obviously back in the day when he was, you know, one of the bigger bigger names one of the bigger stars they were pushing back then you know in the early 2000s mid 2000s and stuff but even now you know they still respect his opinion I mean you can't tell me he doesn't know wrestling you can't tell me he can't go and contribute and you know produce a segment for Roman Reigns on Raw or you know write write you know some uh, you know book a match on Smackdown do something I mean, there's more ways to contribute to wrestling than doing matches. And when you put on matches like that, that they just did, that's not contributing to wrestling. That's hurting wrestling. I mean, because it really is just hurting wrestling. I don't, know, I don't know what other way to put it. I'd rather have two guys go in there with a shit storyline. I'd rather have, you know, uh, you know, two guys go in there with a shit storyline that they didn't get pushed, but at least they're going to put on a good match. And they're going to, you know... Go, you know, respect the the thing, the the art of wrestling, as they would say. It wouldn't, you know, it's not, 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 not saying that they don't respect wrestling, which I really don't know if Goldberg still does. That was a lot of the buzz back then that he didn't really get it. Like he didn't really, you know, he was never in that like brotherhood of wrestling. I mean, obviously Undertaker does, but I don't know if Goldberg even respects wrestling to this day. I think he looks at it as a paycheck. 
I think he looks at it as a, a job and notoriety, and you know, keep it, you know, keep your keep your name out there and keep yourself, you know, in the news when you're not fucking building race cars or racing race cars, whatever he does, building diesel engines. I really don't know what he does, but um, he doesn't wrestle and he doesn't condition himself. He never has wrestled. Um, if you look at his matches, I mean, spears and jackhammers isn't wrestling. Those are literally two of the big most basic moves you could do I mean you know kid you know six-year-olds can do a spear I mean you know I don't know all I know is that it was tough to watch it was a shitty fucking ending to the show that's why I hate when they put those matches on the main event because then that's all that people are going to be talking about or remembering after a four-hour show you know obviously the thing that sticks in their mind is that um, I get it why they were the main event because it's the biggest draw it's the big you know two biggest names on the card um, you know and it's you know it's overseas in Saudi so of course you know they want to see these two legends fight I get it but man sometimes you just gotta know when to just just stop so there's so many more ways to contribute to wrestling than than what they just did there and um that's all I'm gonna say about that. Um, so we got, um, I got some questions here, some comments, concerns from the fan base, um, you could say, but, um, I think, uh, the first thing I did want to get into, I, I didn't touch on this in the beginning of the podcast, but I did want to get into the, um, the, the way the crowd was set up and the way the stadium I hate these big stadiums because it's like oh this crowd's so dead for this match oh this crowd's so dead why aren't they cheering Finn or why aren't they cheering you know fucking uh, I don't know I can't even think of a name right now oh Braun Strowman you know oh they didn't pop when this guy did this move and well if you if you watch and they zoom out they have these they have like the uh, it almost looks like it's like the ring and they almost have like a fucking VIP section like there's like these just group like this big group of people like surrounding the ring and then behind you know behind like that front row section like the floor seating I guess it's called like for you know for in America um, in, in America I guess it would be like the floor seating but but the point is between this floor seating and like the actual crowd is like gotta be like 200 yards or more I mean, the space that was so, like, just empty between the front, you know, the, the front section and, like, the actual crowd was, like, so huge. It's, like, and they're in an outdoor stadium, so these people could be popping. They could be cheering. You just can't, you can't hear them. You know, it's impossible to hear them when not only are they, you know, three or four hundred or five hundred yards away from the freaking ring, you know, but they're also outdoors, so they're not, you know, they're not they don't have that compactness that's why I like the, the arenas give me 18,000 20,000 people packed in an arena rather than 80,000 you know in a fucking open dome stadium you know all that stuff but I don't whoops but I don't get um, you know I mean I get the money and um, the, you know they get the money and you know they they want to sell eighty thousand tickets. Cool. Um, you know I, I get it. You know they want to sell at the big stadiums, 
but it just kills the crowd sometimes and the crowd gets heat because us watching at home it's like man these guys you know these fucking Saudi Arabia these guys don't like wrestling no they like wrestling I mean they were in the stadium they were watching it they showed up you just can't fucking hear them unless the first you know unless the front you know six rows stand up because that's all we ever saw and then even when they stood up you see security guards like rushing like tell them to sit down what the fuck you mean sit down it's a wrestling event and you're, you know, I'm in row seven, you know, paid, you know, 20 G's for the seat probably or whatever it was. And now I got to sit down. You got security rushing over and, you know, pat me on the shoulder to sit. You know, so I got to sit there for four hours and just not stand up and not cheer and not, you know, they kill the crowd. They kill the crowd that way with the way the stadium was set up, the ring was set up. And then you have security running around telling people to sit down during, you know, during a, a big spot when, you know. Uh, Triple H hits a pedigree or something. So what the fuck you mean sit down? You sit down. Fucking security guy. Who the, what the fuck? Who let you in? You know? But, I don't know. Hmm. But, other than that, I posted a quick one on Twitter. I didn't really have a lot of time. I should have posted earlier. But, um, yeah, like three questions, comments, concerns. Um, you know, I just post anyone have questions, comments, or concerns for uh, Super Showdown. I'm ready for you all right now! Exclamation mark. Um, okay, so the first one I received back was from my boy. This my boy Fabian. Uh, Fabian himself. Follow my boy Fabian at Foxtrot Romeo Four. Huge wrestling fan. Uh, way bigger wrestling fan than I am because I do not watch all the stuff that he watches. I can't watch all the stuff that he watches because he just watches wrestling forever and he doesn't stop. I think he watches wrestling in his sleep. I mean, this guy is a huge fucking wrestling fan. And I do like Fabian a lot. And like I said, go follow him. Fabian himself at Foxtrot Romeo 4. At Foxtrot Romeo 4. Even in his Twitter page, it says, I love pro wrestling. It's a beast. I don't know how he watches. I, I really don't know how he watches all that shit, man. But he tweeted me, just got home in time to watch the main event. Hashtag WWSSD. Uh, sorry, Fabian. Fucking main event blows. Or blue, I guess. It was terrible. Should have stayed out. Wherever you were at, go back. Just erase that main event from your mind. Go back to... Chick-fil-A or work or uh, you know Olive Garden I don't know where you're at maybe you're at a movie Fabian I don't know wherever you're at dude go go back cause that main event sucked balls two sets of old old man balls it was terrible it's embarrassing it's really embarrassing all you know, all the talent they could have had there. Obviously, you know, all the stuff they could have did for a main event, and that's what you give me. That really booked, you know, without like without that, without, like without that main event, the Saudi event wouldn't have happened if we didn't get Undertaker versus Goldberg. No, it would have fucking happened. It happened, you know, WWE happened forever without without Undertaker and Goldberg. So it's not like you know you guys needed this main event. Damn this thing. Um, okay, second one, my boy Randy Dillon, if that is your real name, um, tweets me, it's been a better show than I accepted, I think he means expected, 
accepted. Well, I'll accept that, and I'll also expect you to keep listening and keep tweeting me and like and retweet and keep sending me these comments and questions because I need something to talk about because I don't want to talk about Super Showdown, but I have to, so I need the feeds of what you guys are thinking. And um, you're thinking Randy Dillon. I still don't know if that's your real name. But Randy Dillon, you are thinking that it's been a better show than I accepted. And like we went through before, you mean expected. But I agree with you until the end. The end ruined it. See, that's why I hate putting those guys on the main event. Like I was saying before, it's because now everything that I liked about the show like gets erased. And now all I remember is Undertaker getting dropped on his spine. And, like, you know, Goldberg's knee bar, which, like, you know, anybody could have broken out of. Like, especially a guy like The Undertaker who's, like, 6'10". And, like, you know, I mean, I don't think he's 300 pounds anymore, but he's at least 260 or two. I mean, when you're six foot ten, there's only a certain amount of weight you could lose. Like, you, you know, dude, you're fucking 7 feet tall. You're going to be 200-something, 250, 270 at least, even if you're as skinny as The Undertaker is. So, you know, it's just such bullshit. It's like, I hate those bullshit-ass submissions. And they always try to do it with these old-ass wrestlers. Like, I forget. I don't know if it was Undertaker versus Roman. Or, I think he even did it on Brock. That fucking Lion's Gate or Hell's Gate. Uh, no, not the Lion Tamer. The Hell's Gate. He goes, it's supposed to be some kind of triangle, uh, you know, choke or gogo plata or I don't even know what it's supposed to be it's like the worst shit ever and they always have Undertaker do it so now instead of Undertaker doing that to Goldberg now that we're going to have Goldberg put a knee bar on Undertaker who's fucking 6 feet 10 who could literally just drag Goldberg out of the ring if he you know it's just such it's so dumb like I don't know why they put these matches together like that um I don't know I really just don't know I don't and I don't like I said Undertaker is well respected in the in the business backstage he's been with the company for 25 30 years and you know obviously Goldberg's been there you know in wrestling forever so I don't know if anybody even booked this match I don't know if they were just like yeah you know go go out and do this and do that and Undertaker will win like maybe this was all Undertaker and Goldberg and it was just sloppy and a mess and they were um hurting whatever but I really don't know who who would really have the have the authority to write a Undertaker Goldberg match besides Vince himself and that would explain a lot if Vince was the one who actually wrote that but other than that Randy Dillon um I still at the third time I don't, really don't know if that's your real name or not maybe but um you know the Seth stuff I liked I talked about this in the beginning of my pod more but the Seth the whole set Seth set damn the whole Seth segment was um you know, good between the Baron and the ref, which you don't see that a lot anymore, Baron and the ref. The ref going, um, you know, really catching a lot of heat from Baron. And then um, actually giving some shit back to Baron. He actually cost him a match, so. Um, you know, like I said, I like the Finn and CN match. The Triple H and Randy match was a little long, but, you, you know, you expect that for Triple H and Randy. They're going to get their 20 to 30 minutes. It's not going to be, a you know, a 10-minute match. Um... Especially when they have a four-hour slot on the network, which they still didn't even fill. I think they they finished with like 14 minutes left to spare, so they still didn't fill the four hours. Um, 
What else was there? Oh, yeah, the, I like the Drew and the Roman match, too, uh, Randy, Dylan. Um, I like the Drew and the Roman match. I just didn't like the finish, but I guess, like I said, they're, they're going somewhere with the Shane thing, man, because he is building fucking steam. I mean, he's got Drew by, him, by his side now. He's already won the whole rivalry against The Miz. Now he has a pin against Roman Reigns. Are you kidding me? That's like, you know, that's like Vince pinning, like, John Cena back in the day or Stone Cold back in the day. Like, that is fucking heat. Like, they're they're doing something with Shane. They're not just going to have Roman hit him with a Superman punch and, uh, you know, and then that'll be it. Um, uh, there's no way. There's no way with the way they've, they've been pushing him since since he won that best in the world, uh, uh, what do you call it, tournament, whatever it was. Um... Last question that I got tweeted tweeted to me was uh, Robert Skurlock at R Skurlock 1997. Um, I don't know if I put hey Randy Dillon. I'm just gonna come back to you for a minute because I didn't put your thing out because your name's weird. So your Twitter handle is at Randy Dillon, but there's an H in there, so it's at Randy D H I L L O N. That's at Randy D H I L L O N. That's why I didn't think that was your real name, but um. Maybe it is, because that's a funky name, dude. I don't know. I don't, th- I don't think you can make that up if you wanted to. Um, but I, I'm a big thing about that. With You know, you guys show me love with sending me questions and liking and retweeting. You know, I try to get all your Twitter handles out there and, like, you know, try to get you some new followers, some new wrestling fans or, you know, sports fans, whatever sport I'm talking about. That's why I like to make sure you guys' Twitter handle gets out there also. I'm not here just plugging my shit. Which I kind of am because it's my pod, whatever. Um, so back to the last question. At Robert Skurlock. No, I'm sorry. Robert Skurlock. At R. Skurlock, 1997. Um, oops. He says, why the hell is at WWE going back again, in all caps, Ooh. if that old bastard at Vince McMahon is too stupid to think that maybe his employees' lives can be in danger? Question mark. Um, well, Robert Skurlock, and I think that is your real name. I'm not going to question you, but um, it's all about the money, man. Like, I know Vince lives the gimmick, and he talks the, bit, the gimmick, and, um, you know, he, he uh, you know, everybody thinks it's the gimmick with the whole money thing, but, dude, it's all about the money. Just like, you know, uh, damn, just like they got that, um, you know, that's the reason why I got the main event there. That's the reason why I got Triple H back on the car. That's the reason why Brock was there to basically do nothing but, you know, let Seth get his receipt from Monday, which they could have just did on another Monday show, uh, you know, a Raw or whatever. But, you know, that's what, um, it, you know, I hate to say it. I hate for it to just come out like that. Like, you know, it's all about the money. They'll, they'll sell anything and do anything for anything. But, you know, I... That's just that's how it comes off. That's how it seems, you know. With the amount of pushback they're getting with their their superstars, um, you know, just to show alone, you're missing Sami Zayn, you're missing uh, Kevin Owens, you're missing Daniel Bryant. Um, I think that might have been it. That that I saw reported that like we're openly saying we're not going to Saudi Arabia. Um, you know, other guys maybe you know backed out or whatever. But, um, you know, and then obviously you have no women there, but, you know, Renee Young can commentate. But, you know, nothing against Renee Young. 
But, you know, how can Renee Young sit there at a commentary table all day, but, you know, you can't have women wrestlers? That's like, it's just like, are they just doing this to be in pricks? Or like, is it really like a religious thing? Like, what are these Saudi people really doing? You know, because I don't get how how they could have Renee Young sit there and commentate for four hours, but we can't have a 10-minute, uh, you know, Alexa Bliss, you know, versus Natalia match or, you know, Becky versus, you know, Bailey or something like a champions match. You know, whatever. It's just, uh, you know, it's just weird. I don't know if they're, like, playing games with WWE or... I mean, obviously, WWE's still winning because of the money they're making and, and the publicity they're getting, you know, they're you know still global you know going to basically you know not another country but basically another world i mean you know so they um you know obviously wwe still winning but i don't know if they're like i don't know what really saudi gets out of it i mean they get a live wrestling show which is great but it's not a real show it, it's a house show it's just like that crown jewel was it's just like the one in australia was it's all you know, you see the DQ finishes and no titles change hands and, uh, you know, the screw job finishes. And then, you know, like with Drew interfering and, uh, you know, the ref pushing Baron into a roll-up. Um, you know, no cash-in. I mean, no ti- like I said, no title changes. You know, it's nothing. It's, it's, a ho- it's seriously a house show. Besides, you know, Undertaker and Goldberg, they don't work house shows. So they were there. But, I mean, other than that, he had a 50-man battle royal. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I don't know why you would pay all that money to see that, but I don't know. It's really strange, this relationship they have. Um, you know, maybe if they can't, uh, you know, maybe if they can't come to an agreement or come to, like, a a more, like, advanced settlement of, like, having women wrestlers and, you know, having, you know, and maybe WWE's kind of doing that. Maybe that's why they make it a house show. Because they're like, well, look, we lost our three talents. You know, three that I know of, Kevin, Sammy, and Daniel. We lost our whole women's roster, so now you're kind of, you know, you handicap, you know. All the women they have, they basically cut them in half. When you look at how many, you know, the roster, I mean, between Raw, SmackDown, you know, everything else, they must, they got to have 20 to 30 wrestlers, uh, female wrestlers, at least, if not more, they could pull out of the woodwork, you know, like a Trish Stratus or a Lita, or, you know, you know, they could pull anybody out like that, you know, for these shows. I mean, they pull out Goldberg and Undertaker. So, I mean, if they were allowed to have women, you don't think we'd be seeing a, a Trish Stratus versus, uh, you know, Mickey James rematch or something like that, or, a, you know, a Lita versus, uh, you know, Charlotte or Becky? Of course we would. We We would. But it's also being in Saudi Arabia that, um, <laughs> it's also being in Saudi Arabia that, you know, most people don't, well, some people don't want to go. Most people don't want to go, actually, but some people choose not, like, guys like Daniel Bryan could say no. And guys like Kevin Owens, who have made the money and have had the title runs and have had the pushes and, you know, they're not going to go nowhere. So, you know, their characters are built in for the rest of their lives now unless they really do something to fuck up. So, of course, they could say no, but, you know, what's the guy like, uh, you know, nah, you know, well, I guess Jinder Mahal is a bad example. But even a guy like Drew McIntyre that's trying to get a big, you know, uh, you know his first real be- uh, big title reign back in the WWE um, since coming from up, up from NXT, you know? 
And, you know, now he's doing with this pairing with Shane. So what's he going to say? No. He was a huge part in that match. He, you know, he he's the one who won the match, basically, for uh, Shane. You know, what's Baron Corbin going to say? No. I don't want to go. Okay, well, then we'll talk to you later, Baron Corbin. You know? Like, stuff like that is just... Um, it's tricky, man. It's tricky. Um, uh, these shows, I hope they kind of stop them. I'd, I'd rather see them go to, like, Australia or... Um, you know, Australia or, so, you know, just something more exotic than, like, Saudi Arabia. Like, even even the first time they did Saudi Arabia, it's just, like, such a bad taste in your mouth. It's like, oh, that's where they're going? Like, you know, you know, Australia, you picture, like, kangaroos and, like, Outback Steakhouse and, like, Foster's. You know, you picture that shit. Saudi Arabia, you just picture bad stuff. Just bad things. Uh, you know, Super Showdown is just another bad thing added to the list from Saudi Arabia. And, uh, you know. But, alright, well, that's my thoughts on the on the uh, Saudi Arabia pay-per-view, the Super Showdown, as they once called it. Uh, like I said, overall, good show. If you just cut off the main event and you give me... If you give me Seth and Baron, if you give me that Seth and Baron segment as the main event, and you're going home with Seth is still the Universal Champ, and now, you know Brock didn't cash in, he beat the shit out of Brock. Baron's pissed because the ref cost. If you give me that, I think everybody goes home happy. If you just don't have that Undertaker match, if you kick the show off with like a, that Demon Finn and uh, Cien match, or even the Roman and Shane match, you know, get some heat. You know, have Shane win to start off the night and like really get heat on him and get the crowd going. Even that. It's just so many ways you could have went with the damn, this damn card without that main event. And you probably could have saved a hell of a lot of money. Um, you know, between who knows what they paid Goldberg and The Undertaker. Not only to fly over Saudi Arabia, but to fucking actually wrestle. So it must have... Uh, and it must have, it must have cost a pretty penny. But, alright guys, I'm out. I'm going to do... Um, Damn, I started doing my football podcast too. I might, I'm gonna probably push my football podcast till tomorrow night, just because the Super Showdown. I've been watching wrestling for four and a half hours, and I've been doing podcasts for an hour, and um, you know all that stuff. So I'm kind of burnt out. I don't want to, you know, just mail in the NFL podcast, um, you know, the schedule preview. So I'll probably do that Saturday night, tomorrow night. Um, other than that, looking forward to Game Four tonight, the finals. Warriors are gonna win, so get your bets in now. Cause Warriors are going to win. We'll be two-two. Other than that, um, my rest, my, my next wrestling pod will probably be Wednesday. I usually do my Wednesday spot, little Raw SmackDown recap, review, preview, whatever, whatever it's called these days. And um, other than that, don't forget to give me a follow on Twitter at Wyman Podcast One, at on Twitter at Wyman Podcast One, also on Instagram at Wyman Podcast. Retweet, like the show, comment. Um, DM me questions, DM me comments, tell me I suck, tell me WWE sucks, tell me Vince, um, uh, buy Vince, you know, the stocks are down, WWE's done, AEW's taking over, oh my god, I can't believe it, you know, tell me all that stuff, man, because like I said, I'll get you guys Twitters out here, or Instagrams out here, you know, whatever you message me on, I'll plug your, you know, your account, so I get you some followers and some, um, you know, some clout of your own, as they say, um, they, you do anything for clout these days, so. You gotta just, um, you know, 
social networking is key and I do try to promote it and I do encourage it so whatever you guys are looking for like again on Twitter at Wyman Podcast 1 on Instagram at Wyman Podcast alright guys I'll catch you tomorrow with the NFL pod and until then see ya